the idea behind the verse of the year is something that's easy to memorize. And, and, I, and I think, come on, I think most of you can memorize this verse before you walk out of here today, okay? Um, and because, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Um, so we want something easy, easy to memorize, a verse that, that will be pretty simple, because it is pretty simple, and yet it's very complex. And, and to, to keep that balance, I mean, uh, all of the Bible is inspired by God and is, is terrific, but I'm very, not too many times you have one verse that is just so simple and yet so complex as uh, this particular verse, which is why it's, it's such a great choice. It wasn't my choice alone, it's sort of a team effort, but... Um, I love the fact that we chose this verse because it just, it just, um, you never can get away from this. And believe me, I've tried many, many times to get away from doing anything except trusting God. Trust myself, do, do it myself, you know, whatever. And um, it, it just never works. And I've just about tried everything almost that you, that you, can, you can try. Um, and yet, you know, there's, there's so much here when you apply it. I mean, this verse lived out has the potential to literally change your life. This verse, when lived out, can really affect your psychological well-being. Um, and and, 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 and it, can, it can affect your total worldview, how you view the world, how you view things. So because of that, just a, it's just a great, uh, a great verse for us to take into 2010. At the same time, it's a great verse for us to stop and, and even reflect on 2009. You can't believe it. I mean, I, I, sometimes I believe, I think I'm living in the Sager Evans song, you know. Uh, you don't know that song, do you? In the year 2525, remember that song? Way back when. No, nah, you don't remember that song. Anyway. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, we're looking, we're, we're staring at 2010. We're staring at 2010. I mean, I, I remember when just the year 2000 was like, wow, oh, I'll never make it to the year 2000. Wow. Um, hard to believe. But here's the thing. This is a verse that can help us look toward the future, but also can help us look back. And, with, and, and it's a verse that can help us keep from doing that assigning business, assigning this was a bad year or this was a good year. Because if you think about it, I think about it a lot, um, any, particular ver- any particular year in and of itself can be, oh, this is a bad year, or tilted a little differently, it's, this has been a great year, you know? And, and this, is, this is a truth that can help you understand that it's not just a matter of what happened or didn't happen in 2009 to make it a good year or, 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 or will happen or will not happen in 2010 to make it a good Every circumstance, this verse, among other things, this truth helps us understand that every circumstance that we will have in 2010 will give us a greater opportunity to trust in a deeper way who God is and what he, what he wants to do in our lives. If we just stop and reflect every time, we, every time we can, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. When you think about it, the example uh, of that, um, what if I don't live this way? What if, I, what, if, what if I don't live this way? Just think about the consequences that can come. My life then will be defined by what happens to me. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. It's pretty empty. My life being defined by what happens to me, by other people, by circumstances around me, by sickness, 
by my kids, by my parents, by my job, lack thereof. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty simple equation for trouble right there because I can assure you, you need to hear this from somebody that cares about you, I can assure you that there will be some things that, that will, what the world would call bad things, some of those things are going to happen to all of us in 2010. That's just part of reality, okay? It's part of the deal. However, <clears throat> when you, if you don't understand this verse, then your life's going to be defined by that. Um, a life that is based on me, that is based on my strength, that is based on me running from my weaknesses, all those things can, will be a part of my life if I, if I just sort of try to block this thing out. Uh, it'll be a life totally, totally dependent upon my understanding of life, dependent on my abilities, centered around me, driven by me, and when things don't go my way, I just kind of just jump back into a ca- ca- cocoon or hide into a cocoon and crawl under a rock somewhere and just sort of feel sorry for myself and become eaten up with that self-pity and all the stuff that goes, that goes along with that. When we learn, this is the important issue, and I want to show you something in just a second. When we, when, when we can lean on our own understanding, sometimes that's okay. Because I can trust my education, or I can trust my life experience, or I can trust, you know, some of those people around. But you know, sometimes also, you just you just give out. Sometimes you just you know, as the great philosopher Jackson Brown says, you're just running on empty. Um, you know, and then what do you do in terms of leaning on yourself? You know, it's not there. Again, that is a formula that has got nothing but emptiness written all over it. So, when you look at that verse and look at it again, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I mean, one of the hardest things I do, and I've been a follower of Christ for a lot of years, it is still the hardest thing I do to live on faith and to trust in God. I will trust myself, I will trust others, I will trust circumstances, I will trust almost anything I can think of. At least that's my default mode, as opposed to God. And yet every, and I know better. I mean, heck, I'm, I'm a professional. I get paid to trust God, you know? <laughs> think about it like that. And it's still hard at times. Um, and so, so I, I say that, only, I want you to understand, this is, this, is a, this is a tough challenge for all of us. It really is. It's also the best thing we'll ever, be, uh, we'll ever do is to trust God. Um, and then, and then you, you know, the future is, you know, the, change is so hard. I mean, I, I like change, but change is still hard. And, and, and you know, I know that this verse is, gonna be, is especially meaningful to me because I know there are going to be some changes, some of which I know about, some, many, most of which I don't know about in 2010. And you're in the same position. Some, so, you, know, you, you can anticipate some of the things that might be happening in your family or in your home or in your job or in, in, in whatever it might be. Some of you can anticipate that. You know some certain things are going to happen. Here, but many of the things you don't know. And if you're trusting in anything other than God, and, and, and that's why Jesus came, to give us the ability to trust God. That's part of the gospel. You know, trusting Christ to be able to have a relationship with God. Um, if, if you don't have that, um, you're going to find yourself at the bottom of a barrel looking up thinking, how do I get out? Help, help, help. Um, that's, that's, that's part of the deal. 
leaning on my own understanding can lead to instability. It can lead to doubts. It can lead to questioning. It can lead to any number of things. Eugene Peterson put it this way. I love this. Every time I read this quote of his, I, I, think, about, um, I think about myself. All the persons of faith I know are sinners, doubters, uneven performers. We are secure not because we are sure of ourselves, but because we trust that God is sure of us. Um, that's what it means to trust in yourself, to lean on your own understanding. So well, let me back up a minute to the first part of the verse. Though. What does it mean just to trust in the Lord, which can only come through a relationship with Christ? What does that mean exactly? How, how, how do I do that? It's several bullets just to think about. Just some of these things you can kind of dwell on for a while. Some of them uh, will hit you in different ways. Uh, trusting in the Lord is active. Let me just say that. It's active. Um, I can choose to do it or not. It's not just a matter of passively sitting by, oh, I'm going to trust God. It's a choice that you actively are going to do. I'm going to trust God. With Jesus' help, and, and, and I'm, going to, I'm going to trust God. Um, it means trusting God, it, it, trusting the Lord, and, and means that I realize that when things in life that I cannot control, rather than just attributing that to bad luck or bad karma or bad something else, I'm going to trust God with that. And let me just address that real quick, that whole thing when you address these things in life that you can't control. Let me, let me help you with this just a little bit, because a lot of you are young and dumb, all right? Um, I can say that, because... I'm one of the older people in the room right now, which doesn't give me any great comfort, but it's just the reality of life. Um, You aren't in control of nearly as much as you think you are. And the longer I live and the older I get, and 2010 is a big year for me, born in 1950, figure it out. Um, Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, I got six months. But uh, <laughs> the one thing I've learned, I am, <clears throat> and I learned it every year, I, 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 I control a lot less than what I thought I ever did. So many things around me. You think you're in control of, you're not. It's the great illusion. That's why if, you, if you're doing anything but trusting in the Lord... You are deep. You're in deep weeds. I mean, you're in, you really are. I mean, I didn't realize it, but you are. Trusting in the Lord is active. I can choose to do it or not, and I have to realize that whenever whatever happens in life, good, bad, or indifferent, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I can't blame it on bad luck or bad karma. I trust God through, through a relationship with Christ to work work in my life through that, whether it be me directly or my friend or my family or whomever. Trusting in the Lord doesn't mean that we don't take action where there is clear appropriate action to be taken. Sometimes we know what we have to do and simply need the courage or the strength to do it. Doesn't mean we don't do that, we do. But again, oftentimes we need God's strength to help us do the right thing and step out and say what is right when nobody else is. Trusting the Lord means that sometimes we're not sure what we need to do, but we need the wisdom to decide. It's always an issue. Many times, many times I've, I've been in situations where I didn't know what to do in a particular situation. People are involved, and people say, well, what would Jesus do? I always like that thought. Well, what would Jesus do? And I, my response usually is, well, 
in some cases, I know what Jesus would do, and I'll try to do that, or at least usually try to do that. In some cases, I don't know what Jesus would do. In many cases, when Jesus was dealing with people, he knew what they were thinking. I don't. That's a big difference. He had a big advantage, you know? He was God. He could think, oh, I know what you're thinking, you know? I do that, and you say, you are judging me. And I might be. I might be. So that, that's, that's, a, that's a different issue there. Um, let me say this. Trusting in the Lord never, is never an excuse for laziness. It's never an excuse for sloppy living. It's never an excuse to just not do your best or just have the attitude, que sera, sera. I should add, if you were born post-1956. Que sera, sera was a very big hit by a lady by the name of Doris Day who was just like the beauty queen of the time, if you, if you lived during that time. And it was que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see, que sera, sera. I don't know what language that is. But anyway, it's, uh, I think it, it, the, the point is this. Um, a lot of people think of trusting God in that way. Oh, whatever will be, will be. No, you can't do that. Because sometimes God uses people to change situations and things. And, 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 and we can think on a, on a world level of people who've done that. Whether you think of William Wilberforce or, or who, who, who basically disbanded slavery in the United Kingdom, which eventually came to, to this country. Whether you think of, a, of a Martin, Martin Luther King. Whether you think of some of these people who, who, who what will be will be wasn't enough. They changed things. Now, many of us... We'll never have the chance to be on a world forum like that. But you know what? It can happen in my business. It can happen in my circle of friends. Maybe it's just my golf foursome. I can change the attitude, you know, or my, 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 my hangout group, whatever you do, whoever that's with. You know, um, that, that one person can make a difference by, by maybe not participating I may be saying something that needs to be said in the, in, in the room, that the, the elephant in the room, you know, whatever it might be. But it never means sloppy, trusting in the Lord doesn't mean sloppy living, whatever will be, will be. No, it's not what the, that's not what that is. Trusting in the Lord works hard, plans, stays up late, gets up early, figuring out the right course of action, and always does its best in optimistically trusting in God Almighty to do what's right, and to work through you to do what is right. Even though you may not see immediate results or tangible results at any given particular time. And I think about that in my own life. Some of my biggest, I'll use the word detours, some of my biggest detours of life or, or potholes, in some cases, they were sinkholes. Okay? Um, when I think back on those, in almost not every case, but in almost every case, it was because of my own selfishness or my own lack of patience, um, impatience, which clearly point to one thing, a lack of trust in God. Clearly, that's all it points to. And, you know, we can blame that on our culture. We can say, well, our culture is fast-paced and intense, and, 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 and I can't help it. You can, too. You can. 
and because they're oft repeated mistakes, whether you're in this culture or another culture. And it's just, uh, you know, we start trusting in ourselves and we're just that, that broken, jaded person who, who can become petty and become jealous and, and just plain, plain old-fashioned selfish, just at the drop of a anything in their life and just go into your default mode of thinking about myself. When you and when I trust God, and get away from the futility of self, self-absorption and self-pity and, and all that goes along with that, we put ourselves in the place to be blessed by God. Now, we can't do that without His strength. That's the catch to the whole thing. You know, when I trust God, life is a lot less stressful. Doesn't mean there still aren't stresses, but it's a lot less stressful. The other thing that, I, that I've noticed so many times is that when I trust God, I, I, I can move on. I don't stay stuck in a place. And I, and I want to say that to some of you. Some of you have been stuck in something that happened to you in 2009 or maybe 2005 or maybe 1998. You stayed, you're stuck there. And let me just tell you this, and, 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 and I'll say this as, as, as kindly and lovingly as I can. It may, it may have been your fault and may not have been your fault at all. But until you start trusting God, you're going to stay stuck. That's what happens with people many times in life. They just stay stuck because they can't, they refuse, even though it's better for them. Big mystery. They stay stuck because they can't trust God with all their heart. And they want to continue to lean on their own understanding and harbor their own stuff, harbor their own sins. And and sometimes that stuck, this isn't a word I realize, but sometimes that stuckness is because of your own stuff, because of your own sins. And you can't forgive yourself. Which again is a lack of trust in God. You're not trusting God. You're leaning on your own understanding. You know, here's the other thing. When I trust God... Fear doesn't paralyze me anymore because I realize I'm trusting someone who's bigger than the thing that I'm afraid of or the person that I'm afraid of or the situation that intimidates me. And that's an important issue. When I trust God, it keeps me from judging my past. It keeps me from going, wow, 2009 was a tough year. It was a bad year for me. And, and listen, I mean, if we, I'm going to go back to that. If we, if we think like that, every year can be a bad year. I mean, every year can be. And I've heard people say, well, that decade was, was a terrible decade. Well, how do you define that? You know, this is a slippery slope that goes nowhere but down. Bad stuff happens. Bad stuff is going to happen. How am I going to approach it? I have a choice. I can trust God with all my heart, and not lean on my own understanding, or I can do, you know, just you know, embrace all the crap that's going to happen and that has happened, and just stay there. And uh, that's, that's, that's not a good place to be. Any, anybody, anyone realizes that. Now, that's, that's part of the issue here. I mean, you get stuck in the middle of a year, and you, you, you say it's June, and you're halfway through the year, and all this bad stuff, then all of a sudden you're looking, at, looking around you and say, wow, 2010 really sucks, and you're only halfway through. Well, what are you going to do then? You know, I mean, you just have a defeatist attitude. Either you're going to approach this thing with, I'm going to trust God, even with those challenging things, 
that, that are going to happen or that have happened, or I'm not. If I do, gosh, life is so much better. That's what, God, that's, what, that's what God intended for his people. That's what he intended. Either we're going to trust God or we're going to trust ourselves. And that's a pretty shallow thing. Or we're going to trust our money. Some of us found where that got us in the last couple of years. Or we're going to trust our reputation and somebody can ruin that without you ever doing anything wrong. And sometimes you do. Either we're going to trust God actively making that choice or we're going to continue to trust in something else. Let me show you this last thing. I, I love this statement. And when I read this, first time I read this, it just really summarized it. I just said, yeah, man, this is great. And I like Emerson. I mean, I'll admit that. And he wrote this. But, but it, really, it really encapsulates this whole thing, I think, this whole teaching. And I, and I just want to close with it and get you to just reflect on this for a moment, all right? All I have seen teaches me to trust the Creator for all I have not seen. Just think about that for a minute. All I have seen teaches me to trust the Creator for all I have not seen. The longer you live, the more you realize, wow, not only am I not in control of a lot, but I've got to trust something. I've got to trust someone other than myself and mine. I've got to trust much bigger, much more powerful, and that's God. And that's why Jesus came. To give us the ability to have a relationship with our Creator, with our, with our Lord God, so that we can really trust God in a deeper way. And so, and so much so that when, when, when Black Monday or Black Friday or whatever day it is that happens... And it's just dark, and it's just one of those things. You just, how am I going to deal with this? Whether it be business, or whether it be family, or whether it be something else, um, you know what? I'm just going to trust God. And I'm going to, in, in this particular situation, if it's really a heavy one, I'm going to trust God in a deeper way, and I'm going to actively ask Him to continue working in my life, and I'm going to trust Him in a deep way to work through all this stuff. And don't let me get stuck there. I'll tell you what, that's better. That's, that's, that's the way God wants us to live. Trust in the Lord. I hope you got this verse down now. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Let's pray together. God, there is so much simplicity in this truth And there's so much complexity to it as well. And I pray that you would give us an, an, a unique ability to trust you in a deeper way in 2010. Lord, for some of us here, that may be a total, fo- totally foreign concept to us. Some of us here have never done that before. And I want to pray for that person, God, and just a you would give them the ability right now to, 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 to put their trust in you. Say, Lord, I, I want to trust you. I believe, 
I believe in you, Jesus. I believe you lived and, and suffered and died and rose again to give me not just eternal life, but abundant life. And I want to trust you as I, as I seek to grow in my pilgrimage, in my faith journey with God. And to go from here in that trust in a deeper way. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for each person here. We pray that, that 2010 would be whatever else happens, would be the year in which we learn to trust you in a deeper and greater way. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.